You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Growlix Nights, the Growlix Podcast live show. I'm Randy, and I will be joined momentarily by both Melanie and Jesse. But we're starting off with just me. First, what's going on on this episode is uh, we are going to be discussing the Monster of the Week continues because it's fun. Uh, and the Monster this week, and this was Jesse's pick, and in the chat, I know there's not a lot of you here yet, um, but remind me to get a theme for next week uh, paul you're late really dude we i just started i just started uh, i had to watch animaniacs lovey face okay interesting um i'm curious about animaniacs uh, but the monster of the week is for this episode is infestation i'm infested so swarms of creepy crawly things rats bugs whatever um yeah, infestation, which is gross. It's a gross theme. And then, so I'm very interested to hear about Jesse and Melanie's movies, the movies they watched. Hey, Savannah, what's going on? Oh, thanks, Paul. You reminded me right now. Well, I mean, I guess our two, our two primary viewers are here. Uh, yeah, we, I, oh, I wonder if I can run a poll. I know I can run a poll in like, I don't, I don't think I can do a poll like across the three platforms we're streaming to right now. Um, but yeah, if anybody has a suggestion for a Monster of the Week theme for next week, let me know. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is, speaking of Monster of the Week segment, so we are, because, listen, Melanie and Jesse have actual normal jobs, which is part of the reason I'm starting this episode by myself. Um, so we need to try to cut these live streams down to an hour. Here's what I found. We are surprisingly consistent on our length of episode without being intentional. When I get these, <laughs> Paul says, we're all that matters, um, as in Paul and Savannah. When I, when I get these ready to go out on the podcast feed, I don't really do a proper edit, but I do throw them in there and do a little cleanup. For example, we get to the Snyder, the Snyder Watch segment within like five minutes of a certain time period into the episode every week. It's kind of amazing. Um, so my point is we need like, we've been going two hours pretty much consistently for several episodes. Um, oh, Savannah suggests monster of the week should be disease. Did I hear a click? My phone should be quiet. Hopefully that wasn't a sound. Um, disease. Okay. Oh God. That's going to be uplifting viewing right now. It's, it's a good suggestion though. Um, Especially if we follow up, essentially lead right, you know, the whole pestilence thing from infestation and swarms to disease. But we found so basically, we need to try to cut these live streams down to about an hour as opposed to an hour. Here's the thing though we usually go about an hour. <laughs> Paul says we have to cut Snyder Watch. Snyder Watch is not getting cut regardless of what we do. Um, Monster of the Week goes about an hour. React to the news goes about an hour. I'm not quite sure which one to cut. Um, and I, it, it, I'm hard pressed to say cut either. 
but maybe you know we just need to get less long-winded hey jesse i see you down there are you ready to come on on screen okay this is me with my double thumbs up saying how ready i am all right i i don't know if i can well melanie's muted but she's there she's just not ready yet jesse what's going on uh everything apparently (laughs) sorry i was late had a phone call right at the moment where it's like we would maybe start soon (laughs) and it was like oh there's a phone call oh there's a stream yard link hey everybody (laughs) no worries um but yeah, I was just throwing out that because Melanie and I were talking and I know it's something I, that's been a concern for you, too, is how to cut these streams down because two hours starting at 8 p.m. And maybe that's the thing starting at 8 p.m. But I don't know that earlier is going to work for Melanie. Um, how we cut these down? <laughs> do we axe a segment? What do we do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we can slim we can slim out like what we've been watching lately. That kind of right. takes a little bit. That's not an hour, but that takes up some time. <laughs> so much fun though. <laughs> um, maybe but a yeah, monster. you're right. Uh, Paul says maybe a monster movie of the week. The, the, here's the thing though. If we all watch the same movie, we're going to go just as long as if we yeah. talk about three different movies. It's it true. doesn't. And, and if people prefer that, which I do like, that's more conversational, so I do like that. But if people prefer that, we can do that. I figured it's fun to have a little bit more freedom. Like maybe Jesse doesn't want to watch some 1985 Dario Argenta movie. Argenta movie. <laughs> Is that a spoiler? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, um, I don't know that I wanted to watch a 1985 Dario Argenta movie. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just something to think about. It, it sounds like... Paul's suggestion of a monster, a monster movie of the week's not bad, but it's not really going to slim it down. Snyder watches Stan doesn't matter. <laughs> We've got to have standards, guys. <laughs> we don't really drag Snyder watch out that long compared to the general react to the news segment. Savannah says, I'm supportive of whatever. Savannah says, whatever sounds good to you. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I like all I like all the restaurants. Where do you want to go? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Problem is, we're all kind of that way. Equivalent. Yeah, Savannah's totally not that way. I don't know what you're talking about. Savannah's always like, "I want this specific thing from this specific place, and I want it now." <laughs> right. And Paul says, "You do you. You got us hooked anyway." Yeah, it's my okay. sparkling personality. I think. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Melanie? On like, because we had talked about it, and I don't mm-hmm. know where you felt. Like, what segments? What's your least favorite segments, uh, excluding Snyder Watch? Um, <laughs> that one's not off. I made a graphic I, if, for that one. That one's staying. If I <laughs> right. had to cut one, I would probably rather cut the news because a lot of times it's stupid and I don't care about most of it. Right. I mean, occasionally there's something that I have an opinion about, but a lot of times I'm just like, okay, well, that's just a thing. That's another thing, like a hundred other things, and I have no feelings about it. So, um. Yeah, yeah, that's my opinion. So where I'm at on the news, the main thing. Okay, so the news started when we were doing the live shows on the regular. It started, was it last summer? It was on the uh, summer before box. last summer. Before, we've been doing this for a while now um, because we needed regular topics, but did not necessarily like have time to read a new comic book or movie every couple of days to hit the live show. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a good like thing to give us something to talk about but also i do kind of enjoy it gives us lots of different topics that we can discuss 
Mm. And I think that's part of the problem is like, Melanie, like if you're not interested, you're just not going to talk about it. You don't care. You want to move on. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, let's just find something that we can maybe have a thing to say about. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe you should just let Melanie pick the news. And then we'll always say I mean, I'm, down, I'm down for that for at least one episode because I want to know what that episode is like. <laughs> so it's going to be why aren't you amazed episode? <laughs> well, I mean, that could potentially be a super fun episode, actually. I know this. So. Um, oh, well, anyway, we don't have to belabor the Tell us in the chat. Yeah. Wherever the chat is, somewhere. Paul, Paul says, first off, I like Paul's hashtag, hashtag passive Grolix. Also, <laughs> he says, so you're saying that no news would be good news. Well, in general, it's kind of true. It's a, you know, like, I'm going to remake one of your childhood favorites and make it crap. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, we've got those stories. I'm I know. I'm looking at one now. Uh, so, <laughs> but also, like, I have thoughts on it. Yeah. I have thoughts on it. So, um, okay. The other thing I wanted to mention real quick before we get rolling into it, but this also kind of ties into it. If I wanted to be cheesy, I could have gotten away with this as my like swarm kind of movie of the week. I recently watched Tremors Shrieker Island, mm-hmm. which is the seventh Tremors movie. Holy moly. I knew they, they have were seven. Seven. Yeah. I didn't know. All you have to do is walk without rhythm. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Come on. <laughs> and anyway, I won't say what I thought of it because uh, <laughs> tomorrow there's a new episode of Movie Guys podcast, and I was a guest on it, and we discuss that movie. So oh, that's why you weren't just like, man, I really just need some more tremors in my life. <laughs> it was I okay, no. <laughs> listen, if you like salty Randy, <laughs> you gotta listen to that episode. And I felt kind of bad because. One of the guys liked it. I crapped on it the entire time and I went hard on it. Like I, it was not good. It was an extreme disappointment to me. I don't know why I had a bar, but (laughs) it's one of those movies where you're like 30 seconds in. You're like, Oh, no, there's a reason. The the reason you had an expectation is the same reason kind of that I gave to you earlier. Why that is such a great movie because it's not because it's a bad movie made really well, really well. First and so, and so you're like, okay, well, it's going to be bad, and you, and you kind of you you give it to me leniency. But when it's bad and it's bad, then it's cool. total crap. I'd you say know? the first Tremors, the first Tremors is amazing. It's it's because it's a good movie, but it thinks it's a terrible movie. Yeah, trying to elevate itself when it's mm-hmm. just like, well, you weren't that bad to begin with, so you're pretty good. It's very charming. Um, And this was not. This was like, it wasn't Asylum level. It was a notch above Asylum, but it still felt like they are going to make most of their money from Sci-Fi Channel when they eventually sell the rights to just replay that forever. So, Paul said, good, you crapped on someone else for a change. Not always crapping on you, Paul. I just crap on the things you like. (laughs) (laughs) That and that's the hashtag passive aggressive Grolix. Uh, and I'll throw it out there again. Um, somebody suggested disease for next week's monster of the week. I'm on the fence about that because that's not no matter what you watch, it's not going to be uplifting. Um, it's a good suggestion. Savannah suggested it, but I'm still we're still open to more suggestions. Mm-hmm. 
Do we want to jump right into it? I want to watch The Stand. Okay, anyway. You, is that, would that be like disease? That's a three-part miniseries. Well, you better start now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I only want to watch the first two because the last one sucked. But it's Stephen King, so there you go. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, hey, Monster of the Week. Jesse picked this one because it was very last minute. And I was like, oh, what should we do, guys? It's a good suggestion because mm-hmm. it kind of this it's infestation. But I felt like this opened the doors. There's a lot. There's a lot, a lot of potential mm-hmm. for a movie that falls into pests or infestation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jesse, do you want to kick it off? Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, like basically the movie that kind of uh, spurred. The idea in the first place is uh, is one that I hadn't seen in a while, and I was kind of hankering to watch again anyways, and that was 2003's Willard. <laughs> Not the original Willard. This is a remake. This is a mm-hmm. remake. Uh, but I I knew Chris- of it because Crispin Glover's in it. Yeah, I was going to say, Crispin Glover's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like he's weird, and uh, that's the reason to watch it. It's like you mm-hmm. watch this movie to be either mesmerized or um, turned off by Crispin Glover and his bizarre charisma Does he or dance? lack of charisma. Does he dance in this? Uh, not that I no, Not that oh, I recall. I, I mean, I just rewatched it, but, but I don't recall a dance scene necessarily, okay. but there's a lot of like bizarre cuddling with rat, with the rats, it's mm-hmm. particularly uh, for those of you watching the video, the white rat named Socrates. So something I was thinking about while we were, because you posted a picture of Willard in our, in our Grolix chat, our, our messaging chat group, whatever. Oh and, yes. And I had also, after you mentioned infestation, posted a clip from ticks of Clint Howard going, yes. I'm infested. So, which I would play <laughs> if I would. Take the gun. It's, it's so that movie, oh, but that's not the movie I watched. Um, <laughs> But that got me thinking in our last week, we come up with our fantasy casting of of Nicolas Cage and Christopher Walken co-starring in a movie. Uh, yeah. And we decided who was the bad guy. Walken was going to be the bad guy and Cage had to be the hero or something. Either way. Right. Clint Howard, Crispin Glover, Henchman. Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing. There's so like digital video or film stock that can hold what that movie would be. I, cause I was, I was like watching this movie. I was like, I got to throw Crispin Glover in this same like group, you know, put him in there with Steve Buscemi, you know, like oh. there are just these actors that are kind of character actors. I mean, I think Crispin Glover jumps around a little bit more, but he's known for that bizarre work. You know, it's like, it's like yeah. Johnny Depp, but far more unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any, any video or anytime he's been on like, late night talk shows it's so uncomfortable oh uh, it's kind <laughs> of like a old old you know i'm sure a lot of people have probably seen it but if you haven't look up crispin glover david letterman i think it is he has some appearances on david letterman and either he was just crispin glover's weird enough to where it could have just been a performance one of those like walking right. phoenix art becomes real life type scenarios where he's playing a character, but it's supposed to be like, you know, in the real world, he's, he's just being weird. Um, right. Or he was w- lost on drugs 
mm-hmm. but it is amazing and uncomfortable. And David Letterman gets very upset and tells him to leave. <laughs> and this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Continue, man. I, yeah, no, just, no, you're good. I, I, such a I'm having a brain fart. Um, Andy Kaufman, he's very, yeah. It's like, you yes. don't know. Is he yes. real? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like, um, if you've ever, same thing with like Mr. T, like Mr. T goes on these, these shows and like Mr. T's got such a camp factor to him, but don't you dare point that out to him because like he is all in on it. Like he's totally serious about his persona. So, yeah. Um, so what to tell you about Willard, it's essentially like a killer rap movie. Um, but it's, it's got like these bizarre layers to it it's about willard and uh willard comes from a family that essentially they were a successful bu- like they were a, a family of successful business owners um but something happened where um his dad like like he must have got sick or something towards the end of his life and then uh he and his he had a business partner and his business partner essentially bought out the business and um and so now it's just Willard and his his ailing mother. And so Willard spends most of his time um, taking care of his mother and then working for the guy, the, the jerk that bought out his father's business kind of thing. And it, it, he's just constantly the beta male, just just utterly destroyed every day at work. Uh, his mother is not much better, but she's also like dying. So he's got to take care of her kind of thing. And um in the midst of all of this, uh, she's like afraid that there are rats in the basement. Well, there is. And he meets one of them named Socrates, the white rat. And that becomes his only friend. It's very much like the Michael Jackson song, Ben, <laughs> where, where his only friend in the whole world is this rat. Um, and uh, yeah, so he like through this, re- through this budding relationship, this budding friendship with this, this rat named Socrates, he um he learns that he can communicate with the uh, all the all the rats in his house and there apparently are a ton of rats in his basement um including uh ben the big ben is this like huge rat and this this rat's like a monster like he can just like chew through tires and chew through walls and all sorts of stuff um and so you have like these almost like three different storylines going on in this movie. It's it's pretty crazy where where Willard's just trying to live his life, but it's also got the pseudo Pied Piper um supernatural element of him being able to talk to rats that can like <laughs> destroy stuff. Um and then you've got like Big Ben, this almost this hulking almost evil rat that that Crispin Glover has he never he never takes to Willard never takes to Big Ben, um, so it starts out with with Willard kind of using the rats to like get you know like get his come up and with his boss kind of thing, um, and it starts out it starts out almost as a positive for Willard like he he starts to uh, you know like he starts to gain confidence and that kind of stuff, but eventually it just goes downhill and Willard just gets closer and closer to cracking and. Uh, you know, like terrible things start to happen, and and then it then it becomes like a power struggle within the rats, the rat community. Like now, it's like uh, Ben. Ben is just showing up all creepy all the time. So you got Willard being creepy. You got Big Ben being creepy. 
You've got this girl that's, for whatever reason, kind of interested in Willard, but not really. It's like a pseudo love interest. It's so bizarre, this movie. I don't, I don't want to give away all of it, but like the, the premise is pretty, it's pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward man, communicates with rats, tells rats to destroy stuff. It's all in the trailer. That's pretty much what you're going to get with this movie, but there's a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. I remember the trailer for this coming out, but I've never seen it. Uh, and I've never seen the original, which was, I think, from the 70s. Um, but based on that kind of character, Crispin Glover seems like good casting. I almost watched the original because I was like, hmm, I wonder. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was like, no, really, I just want to watch Crispin Glover. Mm-hmm. The original spawned a sequel as well. That's what I thought. Uh, that there was more than one. I think it was. I could be wrong, but I think it was called Ben. I have not seen the original, but I did see this one. Um, and yeah, I do think because Crispin Glover was great. Does he dance like this? <laughs> I don't recall dancing. No, that's the single. Okay, that's that's the best thing from that, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. I think it is. It's amazing. He does have some classic, like just all-in moments. I mean, like, yeah, you take you take Crispin Glover and put him in a room with Nick Cage and and just let them like overact. I don't know what happens. <laughs> we create a, a comic black hole. Yeah, like, melt the film. Like <laughs> is the movie just over at that point. <laughs> he doesn't do a lot of he, he. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, and he's just done a ton of stuff that I haven't seen. But uh, no, you yeah. know what? It, it, he's too dark, like Nick Cage, except he doesn't have Francis Ford Coppola as an uncle. So, good point. That's a good point. Oh man. I think I would recommend it. It's not like a great movie. I wouldn't say that like this is a great movie in terms of like acting and whatnot, but it's it's so it's fun to watch. I mean, I guess it's one of those expectation things. Like you know what you're getting into when you when you rent this movie or buy this movie. And then it's not bad. So there you go. Mm-hmm. It's like tremors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul, wouldn't it be dead duck? He said that lame duck duck. sure can dance. I don't think he's making a presidential reference. No, he's uh, trying to fool me because he knows I hate this duck. (laughs) 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 This not not the you know like like a is amazing. It's cute. I hate it. Where'd that duck come from? (sighs) The duck song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, naturally. (laughs) (laughs) that <laughs> the kids always 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 try to get me to play during art class and it's oh. like this whole song about one day this this duck walks up to the man at the lemonade stand and he he goes up to the man and he says got any grapes and so the man at the lemonade stand says no i don't <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so then the wow. duck <laughs> then the duck just waddles away and then comes back the very next day. See see how the song goes? And oh, okay. he does the same thing every day. And he's like, got any grapes? And I hate this duck. <laughs> yeah. He clearly says on the sign, lemonade, duck. <laughs> <laughs> so who who would like to go next? 
<laughs> you ask. <laughs> so I guess that means me. <laughs> um, I can, no, I can go if you want. You could. Okay, Melanie, who's going next? I'll go next. You? I'll go okay. next. Okay. Okay. So I barely had any time. So I, when I got home and I was like, oh no, I'm going to be late, which, you know, maybe that's why I didn't start the beginning of the podcast. Um, and so I was like, IMBD, look up infestation movies for me. And then it popped up the movie infestation and you can watch it on IMBD for free. So that's what I watched. So I watched this movie infestation and it was actually better than I thought. Um, I was expecting total crap and it was not great, but there was some funny there's it knew what it was so it played it well um um the premise is actually a little kind of interesting i don't know but um it starts with the the guy in the end right there uh in the white shirt um he's the main character and he's going to a job that his dad got him and whatever and he's getting fired it's not really relevant i guess well, maybe later, kind of as, as character development stuff. But um, and while he's in there, this horrible sound starts, and like everybody's like ah, and covers their ears and collapses. And then they wake up, or he wakes up, I should say, like two days later, maybe a little longer, covered in a like, you know, looks like they were wrapped up by a spider. And he like pull like digs his way out and throws up, and then um, start and then starts waking other people up. And the bugs, it's bugs. The bugs are like, they look like beetles, but then there's some of them that fly and sting. And then there's some of them that kind of just look like big cockroaches. I don't know. But it's, it kind of reminds me of uh, Starship Troopers. They have several different bugs and they all work together. They're not as big as those bugs though, but, uh, but the main bugs that you see uh, are the beetle ones and they're, blind so as long as you're quiet you know you can you can uh bark it yeah so so they go around and do things um try to try to i think they go to maybe all of their houses at one point um and at one of their houses you find out if you get that was spoiler it you find out that um if you get stung I don't really know what exactly you become a hybrid, like a drone. Um, and it's gross too. Cause like your legs fold up, up on your back and then you like sprout a bunch of legs and then you're just like, a, basically like a zombie doing their I bidding. Found, Ugh, is, I found this. That's, screenshot. that's one of them. Yeah. That's an, that's amazing. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's one of the characters brother in the thing. And that's one of the things that I like about this is like, like they're like fighting him and and she's like, no, you're going to kill him. And they're like, yeah, we know, you know, stuff like that, where they're, they're very, you know, aware <laughs> and they use it to their advantage. And I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's not, again, it's not a great movie, but, um, but it's worth watching. Cool. It's got, it's got fun. Like there's a part in there where, um, the, the chick right there with the gun uh, is talking to the guy with the racket and she calls him a uh, solipsistic. And then like a couple minutes later in the movie, he finds a dictionary and he looks it up to see what it is, you know, stuff like that, that uh-huh. I'm like, you know, that's good. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's worth it for a fun, 
you know, stupid time. I appreciate the kind of throw. This is just the poster, mind you, of course, but yeah. the kind of throwback, just the way the posters, like the compositing and stuff of the poster, the graphic design mm-hmm. makes me think of like a throwback to old fifties monster movies and stuff. Right. The so font like, even is kind of like right. Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead style blocky mm-hmm. lettering. Or yeah. like, wasn't Eight Legged Freak <clears throat> around that time period too? I don't think I've ever seen it, but I heard it was campy but entertaining, mm-hmm. like intentionally campy, of course. Yeah, that's kind of like a moderate, not necessarily big budget, but a moderate m- mainstream studio version of that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's um, some, there's some interesting kills in the movie too um of people i mean not of i mean i suppose of maybe of bugs but mostly of people like where they there was one where they one of the early on characters that you don't really have any connection to and one of the flying bugs takes him up in the air and then something happens that distracts him and they drop him and you see him like hit like three buildings on the way down or something you know stuff like that that you just don't see it it's kind of shocking but they very well done so, um, yeah. Cool. I recommend if that type of campy comedy horror appeals to you, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And of course it has to, or they wouldn't be here. Come on. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have survived this, this, uh, monster of the week thing that we're doing. <laughs> you we wouldn't have come this far if you didn't. It's a good point. All right. So I'll jump in next. I watched Phenomena. Phenomena. <laughs> phenomena. Not Phenomenon. I kept Phenomena. <laughs> which not the not the John Travolta Phenomenon movie, which I was like, I'm gonna say the title wrong every time. Because right. when I think the title, that's what pops in my head. No, this is Phenomena. Um Is that Jennifer well, Connolly? Yes. So this okay. is Phen- Phenomena from 1985, uh, written and directed by Dario Argento, who, if you uh, is a super famous uh, kind of horror thriller Italian director, um, or was, and stars a 15 year old Jennifer Connolly, I believe, Mm -hmm. 85. and it also has what's his name? It eludes me, Doctor Loomis. But how is he not even there? We go, Donald Pleasance. He's Doctor mm-hmm. Loomis. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, and other people, <laughs> of course. <laughs> there are other people in this movie. Weird. So it's like it's, two old guys and then a bunch of models. What is that about? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I feel like that's Italian movies. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> no, okay, so <laughs> let's quantify that a little. <laughs> Speaking of, if you, I mean, I, if you know movies or you're a horror movie fan, you know Dario Argento. But if you don't, he he was he's famous for doing um, uh, Suspiria, the original, of course, Suspiria, and stuff like. Oh man, it's all escaping me. Tenebrae. Um, so basically, he do like weird horror movies as well as giallo movies, which are Italian thriller mystery movies that are usually like 
there's a murderer. It's like a murder mystery type thing. There's a murderer and you see a lot of women usually getting murdered from first person po point of it kind of inspire. It's like the, a precursor to 80 slashers. Like if you think of Friday, the first Friday, the 13th, where you see every time, like it goes to killer vision, it's like first person point of view person with a knife gloved hand. You don't know who it is. And murder scene that kind of comes from Jallo movies. And, uh, I set all that up because phenomena is that and horror and it's everything. This movie is everything. I'd never seen this one before and it is weird. It's on the one hand, it's very much a, and I'm, I haven't seen a whole lot of Argento movies actually. Um, but from what I've seen, this movie borrows from all of it. The setup feels very much like if you took Suspira, Suspiria and drained all the color out, <laughs> um, and the music is not quite as good, but still pretty amazing. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but basically, Jennifer Connelly, let's see. I don't think there's no nudity, so I shouldn't have to worry about backdrops pictures here. Uh, that's not great backdrops. But Jennifer Connelly um, is like the daughter of some actor. She gets sent to some boarding school or something in Switzerland. And the first night there. Oh, and also there's a killer. Just oh. there's a killer happening. We see a, a a different young girl get murdered in the opening scene. Um, the first her first night there, she sleeps walk sleepwalks out of the school to where another girl is being murdered, and then into the street. And she is in a daze and wanders around for a bit till she gets hit by a car. And then the two guys out of the car grab her and are driving off. And then she freaks out and jumps out of the car. And then she's in the woods. And then a firefly leads her to some other people. It, it So that's just like, you know, that's just one sequence. <laughs> and it's just the movie kind of takes that for a while. Um, here's the whole thing. She either has or developed when she got hit by the car, this telepathic connection with insects, which is where it comes to the where the theme comes in. And she can on occasional on occasion control large swarms of flies um she can also get like telepathic clues as to like the murderer what the murder like who the murderer might be through maggots and that's another thing this is italian horror maggots abound maggots yeah. maggots aplenty they're all over it's disgusting it's in every italian movie ever made there's probably italian <laughs> romance comedies with maggots it's so gross <laughs> like what's the most putrid thing you could find maggots well they're central to the plot in this one um so she's like one of the mothra twins only there's only one of her and it's gross and it's really <laughs> weird like so she has this power and like it, it comes into play towards the end of the film but when it comes to like using this power to track down the killer it's it's not she just she takes like a they call it the sarcophagus fly or something but like she used takes a fly and rides a bus until it freaks out and that tells her she should be near the bodies and whatever donald pleasance is a wheelchair chair bound um bug bug scientist entomologist <laughs> entomologist thank you um and he befriends her he has a helper monkey a monkey, a chimp. <laughs> he has a chimpanzee that hangs around. It's you buried friend. the lead. <laughs> I really did because 
so I want to go slight spoilers on here because I'm not going to tell you everything that happens, but the end of the movie, a swarm, the end of the movie involves a fish faced mutant little boy, swarms of flies, and a monkey wielding a straight razor. That's that's the climax of the movie. <laughs> whoa, those three things are good guys. It's <laughs> whoa, whoa. It's amazing. Like when you break down like what happens in this movie, it's bonkers. The movie itself, I actually I kind of wasn't wild about. It's not great because this the stuff that I recognized is like that's very much a Dario Argento thing felt. And I know he's got his certain trademarks. Uh, like if there's a woman that gets murdered, she's got to get her head shoved through a window in slow motion so that they, the window can break a certain way because that's does that all the time, which is a very weird director's trademark to have. I mean, Tarantino true. just puts a camera in a trunk, but okay, you want to do this window thing. It seems a little shoehorned in sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul says it came out in 85. Are spoilers still a thing at this point? But, well, I mean, that's the thing. If we're talking about something like, and I know if you're like, if you're hardcore, if this is a movie that's really going to appeal to you, you've heard of it already. But that said, this is definitely not a movie that everyone's seen. And I know it's old, but like, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> It'd be like if somebody somehow walked up and was like, I've never seen Psycho and I know nothing about it. I'm not going to then just blurt out the t twist. I'll be like, you're the one person. We can actually find oh, some. Yeah. We can get you with this twist. <laughs> Come watch it right now. Don't get online, you know, whatever, that type of right, thing. Right. That's not me. I'd be like, wee, wee, wee. that's what I do to him. <laughs> oh, no, mother. So <laughs> that's the problem with Psycho. Like, that's the problem when your twist becomes like a huge pop culture reference in itself. Mm -hmm. No one can ever truly experience that twist again in its full right. glory. It's like the sixth sense and stuff like that. Yeah. If you haven't seen the sixth, if you'd, Basically, if you didn't see it within a year of it being in the theaters, it's the twist is ruined for you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, because the quote is the movie. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So, if you're into if you're into Italian horror, Dario Argento. If you're a Dario Argento fan, if you like Susp Suspiria, um, it's I would yeah watch this. I gave it two and a half stars. Maybe it deserves three just because like it looks good. The editing I am not a fan of. It's very awkward in times. There's actually a lot of interesting behind the scenes information. This is one of those movies where I found the information behind the movie more interesting than the movie itself um, because there are multiple cuts of this movie. Um, and there's specifically there's the English language and a foreign language version because um, like a lot of Italian movies were they, you know, filmed in Italian or whatever. It didn't really matter because they're, they would typically, they wouldn't record on state on like on scene sound. They would just overdub everything. That's why if you, even if you watch, I like Spiria in Italian, it's still overdubbed. This movie is a weird mix of both because they had lots of, um, they had, you know, a lot of American, American actors who, acted their scenes speaking English and when it was like scenes with her and uh, Donald Pleasance, they would record on on like on set sound and actually use that um, but then the 
Italian or the the um, foreign language version, which was a slightly different cut of the movie, they did the let's just overdub everything like we do and make it all Italian. So here's the issue: is even though it's kind of an English English language film, the longest, most proper like official cut has sections that weren't in the English version. So if you watch this on Amazon Prime, interestingly enough, like they they had to basically cut together what they could of the English cut and the full official cut. So once in a while, the actors, including Jennifer Connelly, just start speaking in Italian for several lines. And you're like, what, what, what? And it's because they didn't have an English language version of that clip. Um, so they kind of pieced it together as they could. It's done well, but um, anyway. Also, this movie was originally released in the U.S., cut way down, cut like, I think the full version's like 116 minutes, uh, 116 minutes long, and the, <laughs> the, the American version was released under the title of Creepers, and it was like 86 minutes, um, and drastically changes the movie. I, mm-hmm. I have not watched that one but that's cut way down and was supposed to feel more like a slasher movie as opposed to a slightly fever as opposed to a strange fever dream. Like Argento movies generally feel. And I know I've been rambling on, but one more thing I mentioned it earlier, the music. Um, so it's got that like gobliny, interesting goblin music. Uh, if you look up goblin, Dario Argento, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, that's the true phenomena, instant Italian, says Paul. And I know I say Italian weird. Yeah. Melanie has been nice and not said anything about it yet. I've been thinking it though. <laughs> I think they were Italian. Um, Italian. What was I saying? The music. Okay, so whatever. You've got some slightly 70-ish, 70s-ish goblin music, as well as some very 80s, very 80s synth music. And I loved it. Like... Oh, okay. My fault. My bad. And and I loved it. The music was all awesome. It it did not all always fit what was happening on the screen. For example, there's an Iron Maiden song they used twice during the weirdest moments. You're like, this doesn't feel like a rock out Iron Maiden moment. She's trying to <laughs> escape being imprisoned. But okay, it's got a Motorhead song in it. I was like, this is Motorhead. Oh my god, it's so good. But it's like. <laughs> During an exposition scene while uh, some uh, detective is talking to a guy at a mental asylum, it's like, why is there hard rock party music going during (laughs) an insane asylum exposition scene? It's really bizarre. It doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, as Paul says, his movies have the best soundtracks. And the soundtrack in this, I loved all the music. It's amazing. It doesn't usually fit what's going on, though. Maybe that's part of his style. Savannah says, I'm thinking about the way Randy says, Italian too. Yeah. <laughs> I put the It's I. a true phenomena. <laughs> phenomena. <laughs> Italian. Yeah. Okay. Do, do, anyway. Do, do, do. Probably deserves higher rating. I give it two, two and a half stars. Only watch it if you're a hardcore Argento fan and you haven't watched it. Otherwise, just watch Suspiria and be weirded out by that because that's got plenty of weird too. Although, man, Chimpanzee with a straight razor saves the day is amazing. Dude, dude they should just do a spinoff movie called Helper Monkey. And <laughs> fun fact, 
that monkey uh, during the shoot bit off a chunk of Jennifer Connelly's finger and they had to have it go uh, have it reattached. Dude, that's wow. legit. It, and in knowing <laughs> this, like, because Amazon does an interesting thing with their I watch this is on Amazon Prime, by the way. If you have that, you can watch it. Um, they do this. They have a bunch of trivia and stuff on their app that is there. If you're not, if you are not, if you're looking at that instead of the movie. And uh, so I knew that fact before I even started watching it. Cause it popped up. I was like, Oh, okay. Interesting. There's a monkey in this movie, huh? Um, <laughs> so every scene I'm like, because she's the monkey saves. Listen, the monkey saves the day. Okay. The monkey with a straight razor saves the day. And crazy she's friends with it so every scene she's with like she's close to the monkey and they're friendly and i'm just like it's gonna bite your finger off what's it what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> of course that's not in the movie but right uh okay enough of that i enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> it it looks good but man it, and of course not every movie he makes is going to be suspiria but it's just suspiria has such and some of his Jallo movies, like, has such the color is such a thing, and the color isn't bad in here, but like this is seems very much intentionally the color palette is muted. It's very bright whites and stuff, which is kind of like it feels like the intentional opposite direction from super saturated nightmare Disney dream, mm-hmm. you know. So whatever. Uh, so what's next? Argento movies music score is always like. The person whose face and actions don't match the intended emotions. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, sometimes it works really well. And then sometimes it's Motorhead. (laughs) (laughs) Or Iron Maiden, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but the song that's in there, it's rocking. I was was digging it. It's so 80s, though. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, they are so 80s. Right, (sighs) right. Okay. So let's move on. Yeah, let's blow through some news. Okay, so let's blow through some news. Let's react to some news, guys. All right. Okay. Um, so we'll start with we'll start with here we go. Here we go. Wonder Woman 1984. This was actually a little bit of a surprise to me. And I think to a lot of people, because this news, this article, like this news went out and it kind of I seen it everywhere that day. Wonder Woman 1984 did to debut both on HBO Max and in theaters. And um, oh, it'll be on on December 25th. Interesting. So Christmas. Yeah. For those people, for those heathens out there. <laughs> Wait, didn't the heathens invent Christmas? Oh, I'm getting deep now. <laughs> oh, no. Just keep digging. I'll just keep digging. Hey, too much reality. Yeah. Um, history. Yeah, so, <laughs> Warner Brothers. I they might have released a little teaser or something. I don't think I watched it, but the big thing is they announced that Wonder Woman 1984 will be coming out on Christmas. You'll be able to go see it in the theaters in the U.S., but you well, don't you have to. You, <laughs> oh, you yeah. can, right? And and that's a big thing. I mean, that's that's why they've held this. This was supposed to be one of the big summer blockbusters, and that's why they held it back because like theaters, obviously. But that's why I'm also surprised to hear same day, day and date, and movie theaters have gotten over their being butthurt about it because, like, you don't really have a choice. That's such a weird expression. Anyway, um, it's also going to be H- on HBO Max. And Melanie was over here when I seen that news. 
and I mentioned it to her and you were asking Melanie like, oh, well, I mean, is it going to cost like, is it going to, are they going to do like Disney where sure Mulan, it was on Disney plus, but you had to pay 20 bucks still to rent it. Mm-hmm. And right. no, this is, it, this is not oh, the wow. case. It's going to be on HBO max for a month. I think it said <laughs> we're shots it. fired. Disney dude, it's watch your butt. And actually, and I don't remember what it soul, I think is the next Pixar movie soul. Yep. Disney is going to do the same thing, maybe even that same month. Um, and I think they're dropping that like rental charge too. Well, because it works so well. Right. <laughs> there right. was zero outcry about it. I didn't hear anything. So with Disney, with Soul, it's that's a big deal. But I feel like Warner Brothers has less have less tent poles to prop up their tent right now. So it feels like an even bigger deal for them to drop Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max and not essentially charge extra for it. Um, I mean, that's obviously like, if we have to, we might as well try to boost Max while we can. Right. I think it's brilliant. It's smart. Because that's, uh, if if they get a bunch of people to join HBO Max just to watch Wonder Woman, and then they stick around for a few months, right? they made the money they would have made in the theater and then some. That's yeah, it's probably a good point. I think it's gonna I think it's especially smart right now because kind of like Randy with his Amazon Prime thing, he's like, uh, I'm gonna try it for a month for free, and this is like the perfect time to do it because it's you know the holiday season. Yeah. People right. are gonna do that and then they're gonna forget. And right. then they're gonna, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. Amazon Amazon's smart about it though, and I don't know if they still do it this way, but they wouldn't like, and then they'll just charge you by the month. It used to be, mm-hmm. then they hit you with that yearly charge. Yeah, and you're like, no. Yeah, I don't know. I, you're I don't not gonna, know. you're not gonna forget like a ninety dollar charge. Like I that, they wrote, just, yeah, they had wrote me into at least a year on that once. Just yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's not a fun. That's not a fun charge where you're like, oh, that I didn't expect. I forgot about right. that. Not, like a hundred dollar charge almost. Um right. but. So yeah, I don't know. Cool. I'm actually kind of excited. Wonder Woman wasn't bad. I don't know that this will be good, but I kind of love that trailer. So <laughs> sorry, I'm but, just, I was reacting to. Um, wait, is there good ones? Paul, the last one he said, "Boy, um, to hook you for the Snyder Cut." Yeah, yeah. You think? You think? Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. They know, like, I mean, that's their the fact that they and Disney both happened to launch a streaming service right as COVID hit. Yeah. Is in a way super lucky for them. Right. Because all their big tent pole, like, you know, all their big tent pole movies, their big money makers, they wouldn't have been able to make the money off of, I mean, they would have made some money off of them anyway, but the fact that they like, Oh, and we also conveniently have this new streaming service that needs content. Well, it's not a total loss, I guess. So, did they invest in 5G? Did they release the COVID? I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, they are the deep state. <laughs> I think I'd probably agree more to that than any other theories about <laughs> Right, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, Savannah said her first two years were the yearly charge. Right. Mm. Paul says she rides the lightning. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. My man. Okay, moving on. Black Panther 2 will not use digital double of Chad Boseman. 
we did a story previously about him. I think mm-hmm. when he had died, and I yeah. totally said the wrong name. So, oh, yeah. audio only listeners won't know because I edited it out of that episode. Hotedit.com, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, right. Um, I mean that's it. That's kind of like there was <sighs> the MCU producer who Victoria Victoria Alonso mm-hmm. basically was asked about rumors that they were going to use a digital, um, basically that they were going to do a CGI James Dean version of Chad Bozeman. Yeah. Right. And that's our, is, did that movie ever happen? Is that movie happening? I don't, I don't know. Whatever movie it was that was like, we cast James Dean. It's like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> oh okay. did you? Weird. Okay. Sure. You did. That's now our reference for digital doubles. Basically. Yeah. Um, Maybe so they got C- they could have got CGI James Dean to do the mocap. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, it's back Black Panther 2 is set to begin filming in 2021. Um anticipated for 20 for a rele- 2022 release. Ryan Coogler, the Coogler <laughs> is back as the writer and director for the sequel. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm Super curious as to what they'll do, but they won't replace him with a digital double, so that's probably good. Mm. So we should all appreciate Disney for their kindness towards their workers. However, hashtag Disney must pay Alan Dean Foster. So this wasn't this is something I happened to catch I think last night. Hashtag Disney must pay was trending on Twitter in the middle oh. of the night. I'm like, what's this? <laughs> what's this now? And I don't know if there have been a bunch of articles on it, but basically it stemmed from um, a post that the science fiction and fantasy writers of America president, uh, Mary Ro- uh, Robinette Powell, Cowell, had, had a post she had made or an article she had written on their website, basically calling out Disney. Um, Paul says, pay the man. You know what's up. I don't know. I can't read all of this on here uh but basically said a member of the sfwa science fiction and fantasy writers of america uh their grievance committee had come to them with a problem and basically they have a grievance committee that when they're right when a writer was part you know is like hey somebody's like this company's violating my contract whatever help me Mm -hmm. out kind of something that they do like a union yeah yeah, basically. And um and normally apparently the 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 president says that normally this never gets it never gets to her. Like it's taken care of. They help them out, they work it out with the company. It doesn't you like it, when things go well, she never even hears about it. But this is one that she heard about and is basically the, so this guy, Alan Dean Foster is an I feel author. like we talked about this book like last episode. Or recently, I don't know why we were talking about Star Wars, but Splinter of the Mind's Eye, that's the that's the really? one Star Wars book I tried to read and got bored and gave up. Interesting. Oh, Paul. Uh, fake news, Paul. Nobody fakes news harder than Paul. Our, our, our ultimate news source says CGI James Dean is still in pre-production. Thank you. <laughs> also, that was all a very inside joke to comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to be on the uh, group. To understand what we're talking about half the time. Right. Um, so, yeah, this guy, he had wrote the Star Wars novelization 
for the first film. He wrote Splinter the Mind's Eye, which was the first sequel novel. Um, the novelizations of Alien, Aliens, Alien 3. Basically, you know, he's done a lot of that kind of work with like Lucas, Lucas Arts or Lucasfilm or Fox. Mm-hmm. Basically, several companies that are now owned by Disney. Disney, those books are still in print. Disney now receives the money for those books. Disney refuses to pay him his royalties. It's in his original contract. They're not listening to it. They're like, wow. hey, we took on, we took, we bought the properties, not the, not the, uh, whatever, these, the obligations not, and not like, the responsibility. <laughs> that's not how it works. And he has tried to get in contact with them. They initially, apparently, according to the author, supposedly, or mm-hmm. allegedly, allegedly, thank you. Um, they wouldn't even talk to him until, unless he signed an NDA before, before um, negotiations. And he's like, in his, he said in, according to the, the a letter that the author wrote, quote, I've signed a lot of NDAs in my 50 year career. Never once did anyone ever ask me to sign one prior to negotiations uh, for obvious, for the obvious reasons that once you sign, you can no longer talk about the matter at hand. Every one of my represent, rep, representatives in this matter, with many, many decades of experience in such business, echo my bewilderment, end quote. And so, like, and he's like, no, we like, we still need to talk, but I'm not signing that. And they just ignore him. They will not re- respond to his agents. They won't respond I bet to listen him. now that he's trending I on Twitter. I <laughs> hope so. And he's like, he's like, listen, like, you know, it's, it's the terms of, like, in the scheme of what Disney makes, yeah, it's chump change. It's, it's just not royalties. Pay the change. man, right? And he's like, but to me, you know, both me and my yeah. wife have had health issues, and I'm not asking for charity. I'm asking for what o- what I'm owed, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, they, they are, they bought the contracts, and they're violating those contracts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, him and the president both kind of echo the fact of like, they're doing mm-hmm. this to me, just some random like, I wrote, you know, random author. You know they're doing it to tons of people in yeah. this situation where they bought all these properties. Um, so yeah, that's the whole thing. It's just basically like can of worms is open now. And the president of the SFWA, did I say that right? Yes, makes several points that basically one of the major points is like, oh, and another thing is like, yeah, you could then sue Disney. You can't sue Disney. You're no. like a dude like this. He's just, he's, he's a dude. He might have some agents, but like, he's just a dude that wrote some, you know, a bunch of novelizations. Like he doesn't have take Disney to court money. No one has to take he's, Disney to he's court. He's smart. Money. He's taking them to court in the court of public opinion. Right. He's more right. likely to win here than he uh-huh. is. If he ever tried to mess with their lawyers. Super smart. Yeah. And, um, but the point they made is like, if Disney can get away with this, it sets a precedent that basically you could set up a scenario where you could take your contract, your, your properties or your contracts you have with people, sell those properties to a sibling company and then not have to, not have to obey any of the contract stipulations. At which, That's you know, right. will create once that precedent is set, then people will just sell stuff to like shell companies or whatever. Yeah. They'll, they'll like just create new puppet organizations and- to, whoa. And essentially, yeah, wholesale steal properties from the creators. Like, that's yeah. kind of what it is. So, yeah. This was one of those, this is 
I'm, I, I hope I haven't checked it today. I hope it did, has gotten some traction, but it was one of those random things I come across late night on Twitter. Crazy things happen in the middle of the night on Twitter. And I was like, I got things. To say. <laughs> man, Walt Disney should, I mean, not Walt Disney, the man. I mean, that's, that's another monster of the week, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like the company should know better. You do not mess with the nerds. Why mm-hmm. of all the people to mess with, you're going to mess with star Wars nerds. Didn't you learn your lesson? Right. Right. Yeah, man. Bad deal. So I thought that was a fun story to follow up the black Panther two digital double thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, real quick, trying to move along here. We're doing okay. Uh, this was something Jesse, I believe you shared in the Grox Facebook group earlier this week, by the way, viewer and listener if you if you're not there you should definitely go check out our group on facebook we for the most part we just post like articles and stuff like this occasional memes you know um and we'll have little conversations about it facebook.com slash group slash grox podcast or whatever you know go on facebook and look up for all i post i post in there far more than we post to the grox facebook page i was say i think if you do a search you usually find the group before you find the page Right, which is interesting. I don't know which one is which when I post, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. I've noticed that. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so, but this is something Jesse had, had found. Short Circuit Remake. Reacted the remake uh, to get... I, I, so I found the Deadline article mm-hmm. for this. They right. have a, to get Latinx Jolt from Spyglass Me... Whatever, there's a short circuit remake in the works. There, I mean, doing. that's really the news, yeah. Because <laughs> no. there was such a clamoring for it. Uh, yeah, I don't understand it. How can you? How? Okay, <laughs> Alan Sheedy and John Gutenberg are Steve's. I Steve, shut up. Thank you. I'm lying. Don't shut up. Um, Steve Gutenberg. Why do I call him John? Anyway doesn't matter they're they're like they are the 80s you know that that's like how can you try to replace them it's i don't know it's gonna be stupid i'm so fascinated that you go to those two specific like those the actors and that yeah they are they are the 80s but johnny Mm -hmm. five was my thing i'm like yeah johnny five is awesome but you couldn't make him cuter i'm sure but he's Johnny Five's. I what I feel like, and this is what I said in the group. What mm-hmm. I I feel the issue is because I don't think this is necessarily a travesty. I don't think if they do listen, it's not going to be good. Right? No, it's like not. RoboCop. Why you don't really you really don't need to remake it. You right. Good, but the Chances whole point are. of it, yeah. But the thing that I think would not translate well is Johnny Five because. Um, his look is so 80s robot, right? Mm-hmm. And he's gonna look like a completely different robot. And it's one of those things where at that point, just make a different movie about a living robot or whatever, like Wally. I was gonna say he looks a lot like Wally, though. So mm. I don't know what I'm about. Um, yeah, but they're, I don't see them, I don't know. They're gonna try to, I don't know what they're gonna do. Well, then they're gonna overcute him, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think the idea could work. Sure, but I th- the reason I bring up the two actors is because it's it's a ridiculous type of movie, 
but they had that stupid kind of 80s fun charm. I don't know. That you just ignored how stupid the story was because they're like, oh, they're cute together. And look at that robot. He's awesome. And that's kind of how it went. Okay. Um, yeah, basically. And and DeBarge. That's all you needed for this movie. Paul, Paul had said, I'm waiting to react until I see the team and concept. Okay, so team. Project, this is from Deadline.com. I'm getting this information. Project X Entertainment's James Vanderbilt. Paul Neinstein. Neinstein? That's a ah, that's a great name. I would always say Neinstein. Um, Should have been Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. I'd be on board. James Vanderbeek. Dawson. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Put Dawson in a boat. I'm on board. I don't want to <laughs> wait for our lives to be over. Johnny Five still alive. Uh, William, and William Shrek will produce with. Uh, Rehab Entertainment's John W. Hyde. Okay, I don't know these names. Um, okay, Rehab Entertainment's John W. Hyde stepping back into his original role as executive producer alongside Teresa Kelton. Um, okay. Is, is Short Circuit, uh, this is a little bit of a rat hole or, or a rabbit hole, um, <laughs> is it technically like a Frankenstein movie? If we were going to yeah. try and classify it? I, I think so. Kind of, but yeah, no, I guess so. Because really, Frankenstein would be a new life anyway, wouldn't he be? Mm-hmm. So I guess it would depend on. Yeah, it depends. Like we had that conversation. Version of it, yeah. Our, man, our Frankenstein conversation was kind of great. We really dived. Yeah. Surprisingly, <laughs> we awesome dove into the themes. There. Yeah. Um, like this one, like Infestation or even Nick Cage or whatever. Like, yeah. was like these movies, they're crazy. <laughs> Crispin Glover is great. On. You should watch him dance. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't watch that movie, but I want to talk about Crispin Glover. <laughs> right, um, right. But Frankenstein, we actually got into that quite a bit. Mm. Because, yeah, I mean, in some cases, it's the man that, whoever, it's the brain that they put in there. Or in some cases, it's like a new new life, new person. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, oh, but I would say it. it Frankenstein has several themes going. And oh, yeah. the short circuit thing, artificial life basically mm-hmm. is right. one of the major themes, but it's yeah. yeah. Is AI, re- is AI life essentially mm-hmm. like, yeah. Oh, and they're totally well, going to play the AI angle, aren't they? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's probably why it's such a big deal. Well, I feel one like the, one of the things that I liked about it, sorry. Nope. No, I'm sorry. You know how I do is trying to, Okay, trying to figure out whether or not he's real in doing that, they have to ask like all these questions that like, well, how do we figure out if we're real? You know, what makes us people's or like conscious or whatever it is. And I like that. That's that's a good thing to go get into. And I can't imagine too many people are watching this that don't know where short circuit is, but I should probably pull up oh, yeah. images. I wonder if they'll do like the craft legacy thing and 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 like steal all the best lines and be like, no disassemble. Johnny Five is alive. You know they will. You know they will. A lot of the pictures I find are from Short Circuit too. Really? Well, I suppose because he'd had that whole like punk rock thing, the punk rock makeover at the end of two. But here we go. Hey, laser lips. <laughs> Your mama was a snowblower. 
What was the about a bit about kicking him in the nuts? Oh man, it was Las Lobos. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> he joined yeah. The, it's the uh, <laughs> it's the gang that he runs into. Wow! Hey, welcome to Grolic's Nights, the the Short Circuit Two fan cast. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, kicks your balls into outer space. That's what it was. See, this is why though, like, there's yeah. elements of the Short Circuit which don't hold up that no. probably could do with an update that's full on brown face that guy got right. cast as like a middle eastern guy a lot and he's a white guy with wh- why <laughs> why did that happen why what is, and then they give him like the most like bet like ben and then super super indian name or something like 80s why you so 80s yeah why you got an 80s like that oh and by the way paul said hey i like the new craft I mean, what I'm what I'm referencing is like in the trailer where they were like, "We are the weirdos, Mister." It's like, "Oh, don't do that." The line you knew they're gonna put in, and you they really yeah. shouldn't just yeah. let it. Just, just it like, be. oh, just no. I say that all the time. Make your references, <laughs> but that's Melanie. Don't steal your references. <laughs> yeah, don't steal my stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay, we we can move on. I thought we'd have things to say about Short Circuit, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. Here's something else that probably won't materialize. I really hope it does, though. Oh yeah. Um, hold on. No, uprocks.com. I don't get that video out of here. I don't know what that video is, and I better not auto load. I hate sites that do that. Groxpodcast.com. We don't do that. Nope. In fact, I was looking at it the other day. I'm like, our ad is at the bottom of the site. I need to put our ads higher. <laughs> <laughs> mid-roll nothing uh so hbo max says they're working on a way to save the venture brothers after it was canceled so the venture brothers it's so amazing they've had it says it's here somewhere seven seasons over the span of 17 years (laughs) yeah wow listen if you're a venture brothers fan you're a diehard because they would wait years between seasons i love venture brothers and and Adult Swim has been like, yeah, you know, whatever. Take your time. Do what you got to right, do. Right. Come back when you're ready. Well, I but feel like that's what's going to happen with Rick and Morty now because they were like, well, we got your contract, but whatever. Right. You're the only mm-hmm. thing that makes us money right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But honestly, I mean, I really like the shows. So I, it's, I might get mad, but I'm willing to wait if they're going to make it. Like That's true. if they if they make Venture Brothers shows every thirty years till I die, I will watch them till I die. I'm just saying. No, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's great, and that's how it can get away with it. I'm glad it does have that kind of niche following because it's one of those shows where I was like, well, I know it, I love it, my friends love it, but I don't hear you don't hear a lot of people talk about it mm-hmm. um, on the regular. That's because <laughs> it doesn't come out on the regular, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. But it does have like apparently a pretty hardcore following, which I'm super happy about because. People are on Twitter like, hey, they, dude, they're probably hitting up every streaming service. Netflix. Mm-hmm. The, is that Yahoo's thing still around? I don't oh, think God. so. But <laughs> um, So they were tweeting at, who is this? They were tre- tweeting at an, ex- an executive at HBO Max. And he actually re- replied and was like, the venture, he said in a tweet, 
quote, the Venture Brothers fan, Venture Bros fans are passionate but incredibly civil. I've received tons of emails, all of which are short, very well-written notes oozing with politeness. Class fans. Nothing mm-hmm. imminent, but know that we're working on it. Hashtag Save the Venture Brothers. I wonder how much overlap there is between Venture Brothers fans and um, Futurama fans. I would assume a fairly mm-hmm. high. Because mm-hmm. Futurama... Venture Brothers... Not that Venture Brothers is super smart, but I feel mm-hmm. like it's references, the things that it... I mean, it's it's good on its own. But it started... I think it's deviated from being a, a straight-up parody, but it started as pretty much a straight-up parody of older properties that aren't exactly mainstream at this point. Um, like, like um, oh, what's the name? Johnny Quest and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily have the biggest mainstream appeal, but I feel like, you know, I, I think people that like, like Venture Brothers are kind of smart, and Futurama was also kind of a smart show. Right? Future, yes, future, <laughs> yeah, my thing was the Futurama was a very smart show, and its fans, I think, were very upset when they canceled it. And I don't know, you know, it basically got them to come back with the four mini series things and then another season or two. Just oh, right. From, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> both Savannah and Paul chimed in with Johnny Quest. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. our chat's behind, or maybe like our feedback is behind here. Um, okay, there's not really much else to say. Th- that's super vague, but the fact that he would put out any statement on it mm-hmm. is interesting. And HBO Max, because they have a lot of, they're currently carrying a lot of the Adult Swim Cartoon Network stuff. Mm-hmm. Replacing. Maybe- Oh, replace Family Guy with Futurama. The fact that Family Guy is still going, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not a family. I, I enjoyed Family Guy for a few for a number of years, but eventually I was like, it's just the same stupid stuff over and over. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I kind of hate it. <laughs> I actually haven't watched an episode in years. I so I don't even know what it's like right now. If it's, I can't say it's the same. I have no idea. It's yeah. It's probably been like ten. It's years. pretty much the same. Like the last one I watched was the Trump episode just because I was morbidly curious and I was like, yeah, it's the same. It's funny, I suppose, I guess. I don't know. Not really. We watched, Melanie and I watched not long ago, uh, the South Park coronavirus special or pandemic special. Oh, yeah. Pretty interesting. South Park. South Park is one of those where it's like it's it's fallen off my radar, but when I do go back to an episode, like if I just jump in wherever mm-hmm. it's usually pretty good quality though, you know, like, mm-hmm. South park and Melanie is responsible for this South park at when I responsible for me coming around to it. Cause at first it was, I, everybody would like, I was in high school when it first started coming out and oh, uh, you'd hear the lines, everybody would repeat yep. the lines and I never mm-hmm. watched it. And I was like, this just sounds like the dumbest show. So I never watched it because I was like, it just sounds like it sounds like how I feel about Family Guy now, where you just hear the dumbest people parrot those lines over and over again. So I was like, I don't right. want to watch it. Um, right. And then I started dating Melanie and she loves it and she got me to watch it. It's great. The writing is consistently amazing on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, it handles 
current events so well. Mm-hmm. Something kind of interesting about, and I get what they're doing because they always make a point to make fun of both sides. I feel like sometimes it's just like you kind of muddy your message, but because they don't really have a message, they're making fun of everybody. Sometimes maybe you could pick a side. Pick a kind side. of, yeah. yeah. In something like the pandemic special, because most of the time you're like, okay, I see what they're getting at, and and it's pretty good. But by the end, you're just like, guys didn't really commit to anything, did you? Right. Anyway, I think it is funny they, though. Like they they did hold true to their vision. Like their original vision, like when they were asked in their interviews, was like, we want, you know, like we want to be around long enough where uh, we can take the show in so many bizarre different di- directions that it'll be like. Hey, remember back when South Park was just about like Kenny dies every episode and da 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 da. And it was like, they're there, you know. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know if Kenny still dies in every episode, but Mm-mm. like he I died. doubt it. He died died in the in the pandemic special, but yeah, well that yeah. felt like that Kinda felt has like to. they that felt like a throwback, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? That yeah. felt like a reference. The the meta is amazing because mm-hmm. like it adds this interesting consistency to where once certain characters, they kill them off with the exception of Kenny, almost anybody else, if they kill them. They're gone forever. Mm-hmm. And Oh yeah. But I mean, it's, Simpsons did it. The Simpsons mm-hmm. did it is amazing. And that's like them saying like, we're to that point And only the Simpsons has one up on us in terms of like mm-hmm. you know, longevity and weird meta lore. Yeah, to where uh, they're trying to come up with things to do, and everything they tr- they do, they're like Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it, and they're like, God, well, how did we break out of it? Well, well sure. one of one of the ways I think that they maybe can, and one of the things that I find the most fascinating about the show is their their turnover. Is that what you call it? I don't know, but where like they make an episode in a week. The turnaround time. Oh, yeah. Boy. That's I, how they can be so current. Yeah, I don't understand how they how anybody could do that. Make 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 an entire episode in in like a week's period, and then and then get it out so they can stay fresh. And and maybe because they're slackers, I don't know. Um, but I think at least Trey Parker is a genius, if not both of those guys. Yeah, watch yeah. the musicals too. It's funny. Oh, wait, wait, real quick. I think the reason, sorry, you, people will appreciate the reason that I got ready to watch it because I was like, the the uh, season finale of whichever season, uh, they were supposed to reveal the father of Cartman and then they just didn't. And they lost like so many fans. <laughs> and he's like, I have to watch this show. <laughs> so there you go, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of thing. <laughs> Because they will do things that hurt their viewership, and mm-hmm. they're just like, and they're okay with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. I respect that. <laughs> I I'm I'm a sucker for crapping on your fan. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe there's something Paul was saying earlier, but uh, it just amuses me. Um. Okay, another one. This one was another one that I believe you shared, Jesse. Freakazoid to return as a oh, Teen yeah. Titans Go guest star. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. How weird is that? Yeah. 
like Animaniacs, I haven't checked out. Paul mentioned at the beginning of our stream in the chat that he's been watching Animaniacs, and I'm assuming liking it. I've heard kind of mixed things about it. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I haven't checked. I haven't checked it out yet. I I need to. I love I love the original run. But yeah, Animaniacs. also Freakazoid. I remember us talking about that, and I was like, oh my god, what? Because we make things happen. I guess we say them, and they come back. So we need to be careful not to talk about things we like and don't want remade or rebooted. Um, yeah, but this is fine. Whatever a guest star in Teen Titans Go, which is kind of a, which is very much it seems. Yeah, from what I've seen of irreverent, wacky type show, and that's Freakazoid. And I mentioned Animaniacs. Right. If you don't know Freakazoid, I don't know if he was a character directly spun out of Animaniacs, but that felt like very much an Animaniacs spinoff. It yeah, it was like. Let's take the Animaniacs zaniness with a capital Z and dial it up to 17. Yes. Because 11 not high enough. Um, <laughs> Clearly not. Yeah, it was so weird. And I, I enjoyed it. I, I have a feeling the old, it probably doesn't hold up that well. I don't know. I mean, you, you're bad. It's the references are just as baffling now as they were that back then. That's you the were just thing. like, why is it a Jerry Lewis impression half the time? Just like mm-hmm. slips into a Jerry Lewis. Uh, yeah. In a way, it was what? kind of ahead of its time in that, like, it was before weird for the sake of weird comedy right. in animated form, especially blew up. Like, it was kind of, it was still kid rated. It was still a Saturday morning cartoon type show, but it had that super weird, almost adult swim quality well mm-hmm. before adult swim. It's basically, yeah, Animaniacs, where they're like, this is too weird. We're going to put it in, in, in <laughs> we're going to do this over in uh, Freakazoid. They had the weird uh, clips of music and like nothing animation in between. It would have been just like. I called it, though. I mean, it kind of started with Fuller House, but. Freakazoid's animated cousins, Animaniacs and Tiny Toot Adventures, have also received rivals of their or revivals of their own, because mm-hmm. we're past the '80s and we're back into the we're into the '90s. Right. Wait, Tiny Toons is coming back. It will premiere on yeah. HBO Max. It's oh. like a like a college like the college age oh. Tiny Toons or something. But yeah, maybe no. those characters. Yeah. No, I thought I was thinking of like the baby, the baby ones. Paul said oh, the Teen yeah. Titans Go episode is decent. The next episode had Beetlejuice. Really, the animated oh. Beetlejuice. I'm I'm down with that. That was a great Beetlejuice. I loved mm-hmm. the animated Beetlejuice show. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I liked it too. I found it weird that they made him not a villain, but like him and Lydia mm-hmm. as friends. That shouldn't have been what that show was because that's no not the movie. No, he tried to marry her, get marry her against her will. Um, but okay, we come for your daughter, Chuck. So good. You put me there. I'm flashback there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, see, I see Michael Keaton in that little, in the miniature uh, graveyard. Uh, nice effing model, honk honk. It's <laughs> yeah, yes. like some type of bug uh, prostitute house. Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's, they're going to mess that up. We didn't, we do that story that long ago. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's actually looking like it might happen, but it, Johnny Depp's going to be involved in somehow because of course he is. Not necessarily. They just said he was talking to Tim Burton. So it could be that 
that it, means it, no it's either that or it could it could also be another adams family series thing and i would be okay with him as a gomez he's not going to be the same but i'd rather him a gomez than anything in beetlejuice the adams family thing would be a tv show and i don't jip does De, jim sorry jip jip i just shorten it uh johnny depp doesn't he doesn't ever do tv well maybe he will maybe not since 21 it. jump street Maybe it's right. time for him to settle down. <laughs> well, it really, it is time for him to settle. Down. It really is. <laughs> uh, Darkwing Duck is. Oh my God, Paul! Here we go. I'm, here's a Darkwing Duck is getting a remake. That's okay. I enjoyed Darkwing Duck as well because it was basically a just a Disney parody of Batman. It was Batman with a duck in it. Right. <laughs> Did well, that... and it, it tied in directly to the new uh, DuckTales. DuckTales, yeah. Which, which is happening over there on Disney Plus and has, it has David Tennant as Uncle Scrooge. It's amazing. Oh, wait, there's a new DuckTales? Okay, okay. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's great. Um, And so there was a couple of episodes with, uh, with Darkwing Duck. So they've, you know, like they've brought mm-hmm. all these things in together. They've even got uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Really? They show up in their... And uh, I think Goofy shows up and they even show that like, yeah, Max is doing fine from a Goofy movie and Goof Troop. Mm-hmm. Let's get dangerous. What about Let's get dangerous. Get dangerous. Paul says, yes, the animated Beetlejuice with references to the movie. Hmm. Interesting. So what you're saying is Teen Titan goes is go is getting real gimmicky. <laughs> like they weren't. They had Nicolas Cage as their Superman in their movie. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, wait a minute. Is that Nicholas Cage? Is that Nicholas Cage? And I was like, I might oh my God, that's Nicholas Cage as Superman. And I got that joke. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I have to get over my funk about it and watch more of it. It's just, I, I don't hate, hate it, but what I've seen of the show, I'm like, okay, but it's just, it's overly bombastic. And I was like, yeah. okay, great. Like, I, I'm sure kids love this. It's, it's too much. It's insane. I did go to the movie because that was during my movie pass phase. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one of the few movies I could go see in that weird block of time where it was like movie pass works when it wants to. And that they like the movie came out around the time they dropped that Titans trailer where they got Robin saying yes. Batman. I'm like, yes. what is going on? The timing was so bizarre. <laughs> what are they doing? They're just like all markets all the time. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, you know what? Mm. We've brought it around. Let's do this. Snyder watch. You know, he looks so like pleasantly confused. In, in, <laughs> in that episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Snyder watch this week. Uh, there's a lot of news yet. Very little news. <laughs> um, I've only, I only earmarked one story, but there I've got Google pulled up cause there were uh, several that I see. And I was like, that's a throwaway. That's a one liner. I don't want to save the story, yeah. but maybe I'll mention it. The one I saved, though, was Jared Leto's joke. This is from ScreenRant.com. Jared Leto's Joker was never part of the original Justice League story. Shocker. (laughs) 
or as I put, I, this was one I think I posted on the yeah. Facebook page was, you know, in other news, water wet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that we reported, we reported it that I feel weird saying that we don't report the news. We reacted to the news that he, uh, yeah. was cast in this, in the reshoots. We reacted poorly. And that's what everybody was like. <laughs> There was no Snyder Cut. No. <laughs> now they keep oh, insisting. God. Okay, so th- and we also talked about that seventy million dollar like budget for reshoots, and we're like, how is this not just a new movie? Right. Um, is it you say seventy? Is it seventy million? Seventy million. Their approach, man. It started at thirty. Seventy million. I was going to say multiple movies. Yeah, yeah. For the window think- dressing that is this cut right so yet at the same time only four and a half the the new thing they're saying is only four and a half minutes of actual new reshoots like it's only going to count for four and a half minutes but i had read earlier today somewhere that that 70 million also covers the cgi Mm. like that they need to finish and i'm like okay okay that seems like a lot but i know cgi is expensive so okay so they're hiring jared zedel for four and a half minutes hiring them all for four also, <laughs> well also i have a feeling I'll, and i could be wrong a lot of the reshoots will actually be like voiceover because mm. you know they're going to like whatever new plot lines he thought up since right. since working on it originally you, you know there he's just gonna like ham fist so much like random adr and voiceover uh, to try to fit in this new stuff so they're going to have them come in and record a whole, like the main cast come in and record a whole bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm, ba- uh, I'm the- back to, I'm back to worried about this. You know, like I never thought it was going to be good, but like for a minute there, I was like, man, they could do this better. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to watch it either way, but I'm back to, it's going to suck. This is going to be a hot mess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Joker was not a part of the original shoot. He was not a part of the original script, I'm guessing. It sounds like from what I read somewhere, I don't know if it was screen right here or somewhere else, that um almost like he's just he'll be in like a, a montage or something, maybe. I don't know. Apparently <laughs> he'll basically good- throw a suicide squad music video in the middle. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> just hire the Suicide Squad trailer people to do it. Um, uh, Joy Joe Magniello, that I never say it right. Oh God, it's, no! It's McClunky yeah. all over again. Paul says, um, <laughs> and then some. Uh, shares Deathstroke's Deathstroke's new look. Why does he have a new look? I assumed they had already shot his stuff because we've seen him in the theatrical cut in the yeah. after post credit scene. Right. Why does he have a new look? Okay. Um, hour ago, movieweb.com, is that a dot com? I'm assuming so, is reporting Zack Snyder's Justice League is bringing two and a half hours of on scene footage to HBO Max. Like, that's like a whole nother movie. That's a whole nother movie. That's not a cut. <laughs> that's a whole nother movie. That's a whole nother Batman v Superman length movie. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's like another two regular movies. God. Um, Oh, there were there was there was so much because he can't help himself, and people of course are after about it. Uh, he did a uh, black. He released it a black and white like a couple days ago. Black and white updated trailer. Oh, for, oh. 
Yeah, I saw that and I was like, why? It's kind of the same. Because I I looked at it and I was like, oh, there's a new trailer. Yeah. Is it though? It's because they're trying to feed us some Star Wars material. No, that's why. Yeah. That's right. Well, thank you, Warner Brothers. Much appreciated. I don't they're I... just like, hey, get out there and tweet something so that them Grolix guys got something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Can I real quick? Also, Paul uh, said um, it's McClunky all over again. And I don't know if it's the way that it's spelled, but I was like, is he trying to smush together Macaulay Culkin and Anna Klumsky? Or whatever her name is. <laughs> is that what George <laughs> Lucas was on about? He was, he was shipping my girl? Greedo was on, he was on some next level stuff. Maybe How Han did shoot first. How crazy is it that Disney got the rights to Star Wars, released it, and people are like, there's changes again, and Disney's like, we didn't know. That's what George gave us. He was changing it constantly. There were, releases, there were changes that were never released, and he sold it to Disney, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> How insane that is. You kind of made a Mickey Mouse noise just now. When you're... <laughs> 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 Gosh, that's a weird sound. <laughs> that's a good goofy. In ten years, we're gonna be record. We're gonna be. Re- we're gonna be recording podcasts about the Snyder Cut, the new version. <laughs> right, right. The re- the remake, the reboot. And we're like, mm, they're really gonna. You know, they're gonna. They're gonna make Cyborg. He's not gonna look convincing because that was the way that they looked back into the twenty twenties. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna use all the same lines again and be like, my man. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be too on the nose. <sighs> okay, uh, there were there were lots of things. I'm not finding them now. None of them were that important. Um, <laughs> like people are still reporting. Zack Snyder gives new look at. Oh, gives a new look at Steppenwolf. They're just doing. Oh yeah, doing. I get it. I get it. Can we talk about that? Mean, like, oh, they changed him a little bit. Right. Right. <laughs> He doesn't look so much like a cartoon. He looks more like a man. Ish. I'm listen. I know everybody's tired of it, and I know it's gonna suck. And I was never excited for this. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more and more excited as time goes. <laughs> I can't it's wait because it's a train wreck, and you're gonna have to see the damage. Like, where are the bodies gonna fall? Two and a half hours of on scene. This thing's gonna be four hours long at least. I mean, yeah. at least they're breaking it up. At least they're making it like episodes or something. Super smart. Uh, smart way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Melanie's like, God. <laughs> She's not wrong either, though. When are they but, releasing it? I'm taking that month off from Grolix. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't. I'm not down for no. <laughs> Grolix, Grolix will go into hiatus and we'll come back and our <laughs> show will be about it. Yeah, I don't need a cut <laughs> mini series. Okay. I'm wow. fine. We're doing episode. We'll do a David Lynchian <laughs> breakdown of it. And we like everything will be about it. Paul just says <laughs> salt, salt. <shaker> emoji. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. That may be the comment of the night. I don't know why the picture is sometimes showing up and sometimes oh there it is. Okay. No. Weird. Um oh, guys, <sighs> I feel good about today. Yeah. 
It was a good show. Yeah. And I know it's late, but we're not. We're a little. We went shorter. Mm-hmm. We did. Okay. I'm amazed. I wonder what else I should be amazed about. Me too. I'm wondering as well. Okay, real quick then. <laughs> uh, in a first, scientists say they've partially reversed the cellular aging process in humans. Um, it's a super small group, though. Uh, it was only involved 26 patients, but they had them sit in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber for five 90-minute sessions per week for three months. And uh, as a result, some of their cells, uh, telomeres were extended for, by up to 20%. And those are like, it's like if, you're, if, you're, if your cell was a shoelace, they're like plastic caps on the end that hold it all together. And when they replicate to make a new cell, they kind of come undone and fray a little bit. And even, and that leads to like the end chromosomes messing up and can cause mutations, which can cause aging and cancer and other, you know, things. So that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh, Cause I totally understand what you're saying, which is so uh, nice for, for one of these. I love that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm on board. Right. <laughs> so, so, um, it, like I said, it's, it's just, a, it's a really small study, but the news is super exciting. So they need to kind of like, especially because it's something that's so simple sitting in a hyperbaric chamber. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's not cheap, but it's basically, you just sit there and get super oxygenated. And, uh, if that can, re- you know, not necessarily reverse, but pro like, uh, what do you call it? Like stretch it out, prolong it. Yeah. Um, the, stall it a little bit yeah stall the aging process that's amazing um so you know they're gonna do more studies on it but uh, there you go they uh, may have found a way to uh, slow down aging yeah they're not gonna let us do it we're not rich yeah um, that's yeah. no it is super it's weird that it's something like i wonder what what that sounds it. useful someone will stop it do they yes i i yeah. kind of think everybody should have a hyperbaric chamber though because you know it's it's been shown to help with um concussions help people heal from concussions um like amazing results with that and uh there's also been um gosh what was it there was another thing oh depression it, it it's been shown to help with depression and it has a really amazing results with that too so you should just have those like on the on the street corner. You can like pay ten bucks and spend you know the twenty minutes yeah, in a hyper, hyperbaric hyper, chamber, hyperbaric <laughs> mask kind of thing. Like we all just wear masks all the time forever. Well, yeah. so what? <laughs> <laughs> it's my freedoms. <laughs> <laughs> you got your freedoms to die early, son. <laughs> oh man. I have been very levels too. I love it. I have been very, I've been following the news very closely Mm -hmm. for a while now for, I generally did, but like I was checked out for a while. I've been following it closely again. It's a mistake. I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. Um, But yeah, man, along those lines, things are not good right now. Yeah. Mm. Things are not good. The States right now, everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. Oh, there won't be an episode next week. Oh, that's right. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No episode on Thanksgiving. We'll all be probably busy. Some of you are maybe thankful for that. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. 
<laughs> Snyder Watch special. You don't dare, don't, don't doubt it. It's happening. Um, <laughs> it's cornucopia. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, hey, th- have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. Be safe. <sighs> You're all going to go to your family's house. You shouldn't. Don't kill your relatives. <laughs> But if you do go get, I'm going to, that's what I'm going to try to do. I, oh, I'm yeah. going to go get a test and see where I am at that point. And yeah. if that's I'm a smart not way to go. It's, it's still the smartest thing is to stay home. But mm-hmm. so you should really do that. You should just stay mm-hmm. home. I would say you could probably mask up, mm-hmm. but I know there's a lot of families that are just not going to be cool with that. I so, think, I mean, it will probably cause as many problems as it will solve. I think that this is an awesome format and everyone should just have all of their holidays uh, as boxes lined up and we can just say what we need to say. And then like, you know, my parents can tell me uh, I'm a disappointment, even though I'm the favorite and you know, whatever. And then I'll be like, yeah, cool. I love you guys too. You ruined my childhood. Childhood. Okay. Bye. You know, (laughs) I mean, not really, but you know, those, those basic kinds of things. Uh, so honestly, limited my potential as a human. <laughs> Have a good holiday. Bye. Just an honest, <laughs> honest holiday. Yeah. Yep. I should go over to my mom sometime, and she has a laptop, but set up a computer that's just always like on with Skype or or Facebook Messenger or something that is just ready to go, and mm-hmm. be like, right. you want to hang out. This is how we should do it. You click this, this much button. safer than it's this easy. Yeah. Click this button right here. Yeah, Messenger mm-hmm. has made it pretty crazy easy to make. I mean, like you do it by accident. You butt dial mm-hmm. people more than you actually dial people. Mm-hmm. And people, right, are, right. People are always calling me, and I'm like, I'm in the bathroom. Turn your video off. I don't know. I have to turn my video off. Actually, that's what I'm doing. But I'm like, why are you calling me right now? Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> Video calls I do that anyways. The- I do that anyways. Normal phone calls. Like, why are you calling me? Who called me? Stop in my, honestly, in my normal phone calls, I like it when people call me in the bathroom and then I flush it at the end so they have to hear it and know that, that, that whole time. <laughs> you the like whole time making we it awkward. Yeah, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So you, the funny thing is you don't like that kind of awkward humor, that cringy humor, nope. but you like to subject people to it. You'll yep. do it, but you don't want to witness it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Mom. You know, in the, in the, in the past, uh, I remember being like, video phones, it's the future, so exciting. And then we right. essentially get them and I'm like, that don't. Just don't ever call me at all. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't call me. And no, what you want to see me too? No. But we'll, we'll do that once a week for you, for you, viewer. <laughs> I can't believe uh, we've been doing it here, a little Thanksgiving thing. We've been doing these video streams for almost a year. And that's kind of amazing. I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have guessed a few years ago when we were doing Grolix that we'd be doing video streams every week. <laughs> Oh, I mean, like for a while there, it was like, no, we're not going to do video streams like at all. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I, I remember it being a major hurdle uh, before we did the first one ever. I think I just had to get over the desire to edit. 
<laughs> podcast. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I had to get over like because that was kind of well, and that was now we're used to it. That was also the thing. It's like we have to censor ourselves. And then how's that going to fly on live streams? But we right. know, we've done well. We got, we got over it. Yep, I'm patting myself on the back. You do great. Thank you, baby. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. This episode will go out Monday, so it'll be Thanksgiving week when this episode goes out on the podcast feed. Podcast listeners, have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Celebrate the murder of indigenous peoples. Pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah, right. It's like bringing <laughs> diseases over from other countries, you know, mm-hmm. on a ship. Thank- Thanksgiving is very much like Christmas for me. I'm like, I like the things that we do on that day. Presents, and I like turkey foods. What it's for doesn't really matter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah, that's Melody's like, this has been over a while now. And that is, that's done. And we stretched it to about two hours. Good job. Yeah. Grokpodcast.com. If you want to become a Patreon, a Patreon member, go to patreon.com slash podcast. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. drop an f-bomb or something all out of nowhere occasionally no no if anything you drop the sh bomb once in a while mm-hmm. but you usually catch yourself on it yeah i try not to uh then you got cast boxed it cast boxed yeah it was really cast box set it off yeah ironically that got us used to a live format and then it was like well video is just one more step it's right. almost it's almost easier to do video than it was to deal with cast box because at least you you guys can't call us <laughs> right right cast box is such a good idea yet still it was so flawed in mm. yeah. having people being able to just randomly call in sounds cool but also like you kind of should have known better yeah, yeah. and they're well part uh, of it is like it's so much easier to be like turn on go to youtube or facebook or whatever than mm-hmm. cast box go here Sign up for Castbox. It's like, nah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the best way to call us is if you have the app. So if you sign up for it, then you have the app. Then you hit the thing, and then you're in. And their community they ended up fostering is it was strange. It was yeah. interesting, but it was strange. There there were people on there that would just audio live stream like all day, mm-hmm. just, all the time. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you even talking about? Right. Random stuff that they could be talking about after the podcast. So we had and they a were basically podcast. using it like a like a chat room. That's what they were doing. It's right. Essentially is just an right. audio chat room that we're they were just in and they just talk about whatever. It was like, I don't think you understand what podcasting is. Well, yeah, that on is its own podcasting is podcasting anymore. 
that on its own yeah that's exactly it that on its own is kind of cool but eventually uh, i was like we're not right for this platform because this what this yeah. platform has become like this isn't what we do right um i mean we could do it but not today <laughs> oh paul give us a middle finger and said i'll call if i want to call because that's where paul came from <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> that's how paul got it how do you call on this thing wait really yeah, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. Huh. Well, I mean, he knew of us outside of that, but that's when we started talking to Paul. Okay. He was he was a regular with us on Castbox for a while. Yep, the lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, yeah. that's a in- weird impromptu stroll down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 